Chapter 15 of Five Mice in a Mousetrap by the Man in the Moon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kurt Troutwine. Five Mice in a Mousetrap by the Man in the Moon by Laura E. Richards. Chapter 15 Following a Sunbeam. Auntie, said Downy one morning, if there any people in the fun. In the fun, dear child, answered Miss Wilton. What do you mean? People are often in fun, is that it? Oh, no, Auntie, said Fluff, who was sitting beside Downy on the broad window sill, eating her porridge. I know what he means. He means in the sun, but he cannot say S, you know, so he says F instead. Oh, said Aunt Grace, in the sun, of course. I understand now. Well, Downy boy, I have never been in the sun, so I really cannot tell you. I heard of a little boy who did go once, however. Fluffy, tell Downy the little story I told you the other day, about the sunbeam. I would tell him myself, but I must speak to the cook about dinner. Well, Downy, said Fluff in an important tone, as she settled herself more comfortably on the window sill. Once upon a time there was a little boy, and his name was Winkin. Never heard that name, interrupted Downy. Well, it was his name just the same, said Fluff, for Auntie said so. So he wanted to know what was in the sun. So somebody told him who buddy was that. Oh, I don't know anybody, said Fluff. I won't tell you if you interrupt me, Downy. I won't adin, said Downy. Do on, Fluffy. Somebody told him continued Fluff, that if he put his foot on the end of a sunbeam, it would turn into a golden ladder and lead to the sun. So he did, and so it did, turned into a ladder, I mean, all shining gold going right up into the sun. So he went up and up and up, and the upper he went, the brighter the ladder grew. At last he came to the sun, and there were ever so many little boys and girls, all made of gold running about and playing and having a splendid time, and they all came and played with Winkin and gave him all sorts of lovely presents to take back to the earth. A golden hat and a golden coat, a golden ball and a golden boat, a slate all covered with golden sums, and a golden pudding with diamond plums. So he was very happy and thought he would stay there all his life. But while he was running after one of the little golden boys, he tumbled off the sun and fell down the ladder, turning somersaults all the way. And when he came down to the earth again, he had lost all the presents, except the pudding, but he had held that all the way down. So he sold it to a man for forty million hundred dollars. And then he was so rich that he made him king of Siam and he rode on a white elephant with pink ears all the rest of his life. If that all? asked Downy. Yes, that's all, replied Fluff. I made up the last part of it, because I couldn't remember just what Auntie told me after he came down the ladder. And now, Downy, pet, she continued, I must go, for Old Margaret has promised to show me the new chickens. Finish your porridge, and then you can come too. And away ran Fluff leaving the downy mouse alone, looking very thoughtful over his porringer. He was silent for some time, 
then laying down his spoon he said with an air of decision i'm doing it do with that he slid down from the window-sill and trotted out of the house as fast as his little fat legs would carry him i knew perfectly well that his intention was to go up to the sun but i did not think he would get very far on the lawn he paused and looked about him plenty of sunbeams there every blade of grass had one for the little sparklers who are very vain had come to look at themselves and admire their own brightness in the drops of dew which lay on every leaf and flower and spear of grass downy ran here and there putting his foot down wherever he saw a flash and then looking expectantly up into the air but no golden ladder appeared and at length i heard the little mouse say thieve event the right kind of fun beam i'll do fun where elf so off he went pattering over the grass and over the gravel paths still stamping on every spot of sunshine and still looking up for the golden ladder i was just beginning to think it was time someone came to look after the mouse when i heard a loud scream from the farmyard turning my eyes in that direction i saw something that was really shocking fluff had gone as you know with old margaret Ms. wilton's good housekeeper to see a new brood of chickens which had just been hatched they were the prettiest little downy things in the world and fluff's happiness was complete when margaret put them all in her apron and told her she might carry them to the new coop which had just been made for them and their mother now billy the donkey was in the shed by which fluff was standing and for some minutes he had been looking out the window deeply interested in my mouse's straw bonnet was it good to eat or was it not that was the question which was agitating billy's mind at the moment on the whole he thought the only way to decide the matter was to try it so stretching his head quietly out of the window he seized the bonnet in his teeth and tearing it from fluff's head he proceeded to chew it as calmly as if it had been a wisp of hay instead of a tucson straw it was fluff's scream that i heard and i found the little mouse overcome with grief at the loss of her bonnet the last fragment of which was just disappearing between billy's capacious jaws never mind miss fluffy dear said margaret soothingly come in to auntie with me and we'll tell her all about it she'll buy you a new bonnet i promise you or make you one out of master billy's ears so they went into the house after putting the chickens carefully in their coop and told Miss Wilton about the sad misfortune. Aunt Grace could not help laughing at first, but she comforted Fluff, who was really very much cast down, and promised to make her the prettiest bonnet that heart could desire. But where is Downy? she asked. Did you leave him in the farmyard, Margaret? Sure, ma'am, I have not seen the child this morning, said Margaret. Why, I left him in the dining room finishing his porridge, exclaimed Fluff. Isn't he there now, Auntie? no replied miss wilton he is not anywhere in the house and i thought he had gone with you where can the child be then there was a great hurry-scurry in the house and out of it all the children were summoned but none of them had seen downy so they all started off to look for him miss wilton and margaret nibble and bright-eyes fluff and roger all going in different directions and callings as they went downy downy boy where are you downy but no downy answered if people only knew a little more how much better they would get on at every step the children might have found out where downy was if they had only taken the trouble to listen 
The old drake quacked to them in his loudest tones. Down by the brook, down by the brook, stupid creatures, down by the brook. The fir trees on the lawn pointed their long green fingers towards the brook. The birds sang, the dogs barked, the leaves whispered, the hens cackled, and each and all said the same thing, over and over again. Down by the brook, down by the brook. And so the whole family looked on the beach, and in the orchard, and up and down the road, and all over the barn and the stable, and in the pigsty, if you will believe me. It was not till after two hours' hunt that they found the little fellow curled up in the long grass by the side of the brook, fast asleep. You may imagine how Aunt Grace caught him up, and kissed him and petted him and scolded him all in a breath. But Downy struggled to get down, and cried out, Don't take my foot off, don't take my foot off, naughty auntie, ah, uh, ah. Uh. What is it, dear? said his aunt. Wake up, Downy dear. You have been asleep, and we all thought you were lost, and were dreadfully frightened about you. What is the matter with your foot, my precious? Downy rubbed his eyes and looked about him, seeming very much puzzled. Why, where's the ladder? he asked. And where's my golden puddin'? I didn't want to come down from the fun. Ah, I want to be the king of Fiam and wide on a white elephant. Well, they all told him he had been asleep and dreaming, and they petted and consoled him and took him into the house, and Aunt Grace gave him an apple almost as big as his own head. But all day long Downy was very melancholy. He smarted under a sense of injury, and could not forgive his aunt for taking his foot off the ladder. And it was many a day before he forgot the golden pudding and the white elephant. End of chapter 15. Following a sunbeam. Recording by Kurt Troutwine.